What's new, Nate? Dude, I'm first of all, I feel like I've been on hiatus. Like I'm back. Yeah. It's been. It feels. It feels like it's been like a year. I feel like I've missed like all of 2020 in these last like few weeks. Um, but it feels good to be back on the pod, ready to rock and roll. But well, what's really new is, um, as if you're on the Cast and Blast Water group, you know. But we have a new four-legged friend. Uh, his name is Huck, and he is a poodle pointer. Uh, we picked him up the weekend before Thanksgiving, and he is great and cute and smart and a butthead sometimes and um just all the things like he's just it's been an adventure for the last couple weeks and um but uh only good only good things to come really um he's getting big uh he's like 13 pounds now he's gained like three or four pounds since we've picked him up and He's starting to like grow a little bit of a beard. You can start to see some of his eyebrow hairs coming in, and uh, he's starting to look more and more like a poodle pointer every day. It's pretty fun to watch. Wow! This this is your first puppy as an adult you've ever had, right? Yes. Like I know that you yes. guys had dogs growing up, but like this is the first puppy right. you've had as an adult. Yes, and it's very much a um, subversion of expectations uh, as far as like <laughs> puppies go. <laughs> So, um, they are little monsters and they bite and eat and chew everything, including you. Um, and their puppy teeth are like little freaking needles. Um, they hurt, but he's also like, he can be a total like pill all day long. And then he like curls up in your lap and takes a nap at night and Mm -hmm. like you forgive him for everything he's ever done in his entire life. And, um, so it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of, a lot of learning experience. We're very tired because we're still up every few hours a night to go out, and um, but it's been fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing what this dog turns into. Really, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. Like I saw you out there playing with him, playing fetch with a wood duck already. Like just letting him get yeah. his mouth on some feathers and making it fun. Yeah, he's totally into birds, a hundred percent. Catherine said he pointed a squirrel for like two minutes today. Um, (laughs) he, I've done a little bit of like wing on string with him and he's, his pointing instinct is there. Um, he's starting to fetch a little bit, just kind of like in the house, a few feet here and there. So he's, uh, you can definitely tell he's got some natural ability. He's got some instincts, which is great. And, um, it's really been fun to watch. So stay tuned for more and we're going to keep updating as we go on this journey. I feel like Nate just got back from like paternity leave. I, I feel that way that too. Was like like a he's baby <laughs> update. Like I'm not sleeping. It's, I love him, <laughs> but I hate him. Like, <laughs> and and I want to go back to what you said earlier, Nate. We've done. I think this is episode 159. So of those 159, Nate's been on 150 of them. It's just eight of the nine misses have been in the last three months. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it's hard to believe I've only missed eight or nine, and. Uh, so anyway, that's it feels like it's been a lot, but we'll get back to more regularly scheduled programming here here going forward, I think. So Yeah. Well it's twenty twenty for you. Yeah, it's twenty twenty for you. And Nate got married in twenty twenty and uh, like he's had a great year, like milestone wise, but also it's just been a crazy year a little bit right. too. Like so Right. Um anyway, 
the the other thing I was gonna say since you brought that up is I think we're gonna do one more episode next week and then we are gonna take a couple weeks off for the holidays and duck hunting and family and come back fully focused and ready to charge in January so ready to rock for 2021 yeah exactly let's do, do it let's press start on 2021 now what is new with you Emily well I don't know if y'all can hear any difference but we're recording in a new studio boom uh I've been working my little fingers to the bone to redo a room in our house and it's now Travis's office slash recording studio and it's there's such a vibe. It's such a vibe. Yeah, we'll have to like, show you. Nate, you can only see half the room right now, but there's like candles and there's like lights on the back porch that make it so vibey and like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm into it. There's hand carved decoys. Emily built me. Nice. I Emily, gotta send you a picture of it. Emily built me these shelves out of pipe. Like she used like like uh, steel pipe and the fittings and everything to, to assemble it. And then we put um, like uh, wood she made wood shelves and we put those on it and so like all my outdoor books are over there all my my sports books are over there i got some decoys over there i got the barometer my grandfather had like for when he was in the navy and stuff like it's it's this is cool it's coming together really nice sweet no that's awesome and then you can see you you can see behind us what we got going on yeah yeah so it's it's basically set up because travis this year has had to have so many zoom calls and he doesn't have a cool background and you know when you're out like charging for the state of florida you got to have a cool background so he does now <laughs> yeah cody gamble yeah, he does who we talked about i talked about last week on by florida cody gamble made us this really cool how big is that it's like two feet by three feet all i mean it's gigantic anyway it says it's got our logo uh mm-hmm. cnc in there and then epoxied in and stained and then i got some art from rebecca knight i got a pencil drawing of gene hill that bill cooksey gave me I got a uh, print that that Brad Ferris gave me. So it's just it's a really cool like assemblage of things up on this wall. Oh, he has. Uh, so he he got an article posted. That was the first one I ever had published. Yeah, in the Pointing Dog Journal, and it's called the Empty Collar. So if anybody just needs a really good cry, yeah, uh, you want some like <laughs> we'll share you want to like seriously like. <laughs> it's it's a tearjerker. <clears throat> anyway, oh yeah, I'm really proud of this space. It's. Uh, we I have worked so hard. She's on this worked room. so hard. Like we tiled it, y'all. So, anyways, uh, it's in good shape though. I'm really proud. And in the future, if I do interviews here, this is where the interviews will take place. So that's kind of nice. Like we we used oh, yeah, to have a little like, office where people come by if we did an interview here, and it was like it was just kind of awkward and small. But this one's COVID safe too, so we have like an external entrance, and it's got its own bathroom, and so like people can come and go and interview with Travis and not kind of walk through the house. So. Yeah, it was a big win. Yay. What's new with you? <laughs> before before we get to fun stuff, what's new with me is I'm calling this moving week for the RHA stuff. Um, there is definitely a divide in the hunting community on this, and it's a little, I don't want to say off-putting, but I'm going to say off-putting to me um, that we're still kind of at this point, at this impasse, so to speak. We're in there's there's kind of a group out there that believes that the RHA draft rule that's been written is okay as it is. Let's just roll with it. We got bigger fish to fry. And then there's a different group that says, man, this is a concerning thing. As we've talked about, Dan's come on and we've talked about it a couple of, we've devoted two episodes to it. So um, we will be looking for some support for a sign on letter this week to uh, 
not so much oppose the draft rule as much as propose a different rule entirely. And it's one we've talked about on the podcast, um, a distance rule with a directional component in it that kind of ties it to Florida Statute 790. So I just teeing that up. That's the only serious thing we're going to talk about in this episode, but I wanted to tee that up. Be on the lookout for that because that's going to be coming your way on social media this week, through email this week. We're going to push that pretty hot and heavy. Um, before we start our what I want for Christmas episode, which is our annual gift guide, right? And we have no rules around this, I don't think. I think we've done, this is our third or fourth Obviously, one. Obviously, there's no rules because you changed the rules like five yeah. minutes ago. By the way, Nate, I changed the rules of what <laughs> I did. But before we do that, I have to I have to go back to our roots a little bit, and neither of you are prepped for this at all. But, and we may have done this in a previous episode, so forgive me. I sound like Michael Scott right now, which is where I'm going. What is the best Christmas episode of The Office? Um, Benny Hanna Christmas. Is that really the best one? I like the one where, uh, what's the one where Meredith's hair catches on fire? No, God, that's terrible. That, that's the Mongolian Christmas or whatever it's called. Is it? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Mongolian Christmas? <laughs> It's something like that. Yeah, it's no, it's not. That's it's something like that. The best one is the first one with Jim and the teapot. But I think Benihana is second. Benihana is great because there's there's just a lot in that episode. I think it was one of those like two part episodes where it was like 40 minutes long. And there's just a lot that happens. And there's a lot of funny, funny jokes. Like when they when Jim convinces that Dwight or convinces Dwight that the waitress has narcolepsy and she's trying to remember how to skin a goose. And he's like <laughs> at the restaurant and he's like explaining to her how to like gut and clean a goose. It's hilarious. Would you say, I would have to say Benny Hanna Christmas is probably the most waterfowl heavy episode of the office yes. because there's a dead goose at the beginning. Right. And then there's the skin a goose at Benny Hanna conversation. I want to change my right. answer. Cause I wouldn't Moroccan I Christmas is what it was. Not Mongolian. Yeah, it was called Moroccan, but I strike that the Dwight Schrute Christmas, a Dwight Christmas where he's Belschnickel. Yeah. That's an excellent episode. That Impish episode or admirable laugh. And when he just hits people, like especially yeah. when he hits Jim, I don't know. That just <laughs> tickles me to death. So that's a great pick. That's a great Thank pick. You. I, I still like the teapot episode, the, the Christmas party, the that original one, is one. So angsty. Yeah. It I love it. Kills the, me. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I just felt like we needed to address the office because we haven't talked about that in a minute, and it's been a while. It, and it's rolling off. Uh, did it roll off? Netflix it rolled off already? Netflix a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or maybe this month. I don't know. We bought it on Amazon, so we didn't have to have Netflix anymore. Yeah, we did. But now we have Netflix, and I'm watching the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan thing. Have you seen any of that, Nate? I've seen all but like two of the episodes. Yeah. And do I even need it's to watch a, it, dude? It's. Travis puts on a clinic when we try to watch it. Like I'm trying to watch it to learn more about sports and right. Travis will be like, Oh, they're about to talk about the, the triangle, the offense triangle that so-and-so created. And then there's yeah. like a picture that comes just, up and I'm like, how do you know he's just everything? Spouting off, he's spouting yeah. off bulls facts left and right, left and right. And not just the bulls, every team that they play against, he knows all of them too. Like it's crazy. Oh, there's Elton Campbell. Yeah. Oh, there's Vladi Divac. Yeah. Right. I think I was the right age, though. Like, I came of age in the Michael Jordan era. Like, right. Before you yes, guys you did. did. You're both younger than yep. me. And so I, we were watching. And I was like, oh, this is a game where he scores 63. Oh, watch. You're about to see him take the shot over the Cavs at yeah. Craig Elo. Here's, here's, the, here's the flu game where he yeah. played with during the flu. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's, it's, it's fun to watch it with Travis, but it's also, like, 
annoying. Uh, just one more thing that he's good at, right. and nobody needs that kind of. He he just doesn't. It's need also, re- yeah, it's also really good. Oh, it's, it's like really, really well good. Done. It is really well it's done. It's really good. Yeah. Anyway, I have no idea how we get here, but what I want for Christmas, I don't know what volume this would be. I'm going to call it volume three. It might be volume four. So we did 2017, 2018, 2019. This, this is 2020. This yeah. Is four. The first one of these wow. we did, if you remember, Nate, <laughs> we did, you lived in Florida and we did it in my dining room and yep. we had the guys from Florida fishing products come over and participate in oh it. Oh my gosh. Like, and it was such a right. long episode. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was like, seems like, that seems like a, like a decade ago, it does. but it was probably 135 episodes ago, give or take. Golly. <laughs> um, so let's let's get this show on the road. Nate, you can go first. What do you want for Christmas? So I have, and this is this might this might trigger some people. I have the uh, Sika Delta wading jacket on my list. Good this year. Good, good choice. And I know there's some like there's some like Sika haters out there, but listen, I've been uh, as as people know, Travis likes to keep people wet all the time. <laughs> And so I've been wet in the boat with Travis, and I think having a solid uh, duck hunting jacket like a Sitka jacket will keep you less so, like less moist. I, I have that jacket. Depends on where you're at in the boat. Well, listen, I, I that's why I said less. <laughs> I didn't say like completely dry. <laughs> I, I had that jacket, and it is, I believe, and I'm still testing my waders out. I'm sold on the waders so far. I'm, I think I'm 15 or 20 hunts into them. I'm sold on them so far. They've held up. I'm not leaking. That's pretty good. Like normally this time I'm, I yep. got wet socks. Um, but I'm going to say something bold. I think the Delta wading jacket might be the best piece of hunting gear that I own. And that includes my wow. shotgun and duck boat. Wow. That's, that's how impressive that thing is. Like it's just so well thought out. Um, I'm a little bit ditzy and absent minded. So I forget my calls from time to time, which right. as a, as a professional waterfowl hunter, as a waterfowl guide, that's bad. Like to yeah, go that's, duck that's without not calls. Great, not a great look. Well yeah. said. Um, and I have a call lanyard and I, I just, I'm absent minded. Emily's talked about duck brain before I lay it down in different places. The Delta waiting jacket has a built in call lanyard on it where I have a second set of calls that are sewn on the jacket. In. Yes. Sewn, sewn in. in. And so I always have my calls with me on my jacket if I don't have my lanyard with me. It's it's incredible. It's got those neoprene cuffs that you can actually like seal. Yeah. Oh my god. It, the arms are yeah. long enough. I have long arms freakishly. It's man, it's just it's a cool 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 piece. So good yeah. choice, Nate. Thanks. Are you going to talk about the Sitka pants you got? I will. On this episode. I had not planned to, but I will. All Do you right. want to talk about them? Like how good I looked in them? You did look good in him, but I, <laughs> I laughed because he walks out and he's, you know, he's got an air about him. He's wearing right Sitka. Yeah. And he's like, look at my pants. Do you like these pants? And I was like, I do turn around. So he turns around. <laughs> Obviously you got to check out the caboose. Yeah. I put off the vibe like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what cracked me up about it is that there's a Sitka logo on the left calf did not know that was there <laughs> so i was like wow travis you need Whoa. everybody to know these are sitka yeah, from was, every angle it's like a tattoo it's like a calf tattoo it, it was pretty it, aggressive it, i'm not gonna lie it's a lot i was like Ooh, i see why people make fun of sick <laughs> i had no now. idea that was there until she pointed it out so that was that's cool. hilarious let me put some duct tape over it 
Um, but we did not. I am going to. So here's where I changed my rules, Nate. I have three things that I want for Christmas and I have no idea what the items are. I'm going to ask the people to please tell me what these items are because I'm not sure. And the first one I have on my list is a waterproof gun case. Ooh, I bought one from Amazon for my shotgun and it's called an iron Gia J I a. The problem is it doesn't fit my shotgun. So it, it's, you know how oh. the, you remember the old bolt boat bags that you get? I think they still make them that yeah. you kind of roll down in the snap. Yeah. 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 That's how this is, but you can only fold it over once on my shotgun. And my shotgun's a little shotgun. Like, it's a 26-inch barrel. Like, I can't imagine this on a 28-inch, like my Maxis. Um, So, I'm looking for not a floating gun case. I'm not looking for your Drake or your Tangle Free. I have those, and they're good. They're fine. They're good gun cases. But they're not waterproof. I'm looking for a waterproof gun case because a waterproof gun case in and of itself and its nature would also float because there would be air trapped in it because True. water couldn't get into it. So if anyone out there has a good recommendation on this, I'm open to it. It's a thing that I desperately want for Christmas is a waterproof gun case. Yep. Well, watch me now as I list out things that I'm recommending to you for Christmas and trying to relate them to hunting and fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so my, can't wait. Okay, my top recommendation, legit. Okay, it's a, it's kind of a, it's two for, it's a twofer. This was a crazy recommendation, right? This is a twofer. So we were gifted. Okay, hold on. Before I go any farther, if you have an A L E X A in your house, I'm not gonna say her name and wake her up. I'm just gonna call her robot. Odessa. We'll call her robot. So, uh, Alexa, play Cast and Bass, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! You you woke her up. That's okay. She's fine. They can't hear. Her. She's in the other room. Uh, she, he has to leave and go turn her off. That's how ridiculous that was. <laughs> anyway, I was gifted an, an Amazon robot this year, and it has been hilarious to see how it's it was resisted in our home, and now it is accepted in our home. Travis was adamantly against the Amazon robot. And then uh, yesterday, he was painting a room for me, and I hear him say, Robot, play Dan Seals Radio on Pandora. And then it starts playing the songs, and he goes, Oh, Robot, turn it up. And I was like, Wow, <laughs> what a journey this has been. Anyway, uh, after we got Robot and we started figuring out how cool she was, we purchased these smart Wi Fi outlets on Amazon. It's called GoSund, G O S U N D. You get a four pack for $30. And you can plug anything into them and then control them with your voice or this app or your Amazon robot app. Um, We love it. We have so many things hooked into it now. And we've set up the routines where you can say, Amazon robot, good morning. And she'll turn on these lights in the living room and these lights on the porch. And anyways, I love it. Uh, it's such a cool gift if anybody wants. And if you don't have an Amazon robot, you can still use them because they'll just hook up to an app, like a native app on your phone. So it's, there that's you go. cool. It's very cool. We had, um, we have a bunch of like string lights on our porch for like, we have one over the, over the pellet grill. And then we have some over our fire pit and we were able to put those on those little outlets. So now we can turn nice. them on without having to go manually plug them in every time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very cool. And we have all our Christmas oh. lights in there too for this time of year. That's really nice. 
Yeah, I want something like that for our coffee maker because our coffee we have a percolator coffee maker. Uh huh. And you have to plug it in. Like it, there's no on switch, right? So you get up and you, you know, lumber into the kitchen like half asleep still, and you go and plug the thing in. So if I could be like, hey robot, turn on the coffee. Mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. Boom. But you can. What's cool is the routines because you can say, hey robot, good morning, and you can have good morning right. mean. And, Turn the lights on in the living room. Does like, start right. the coffee pot. Take the dog out. Burp the baby. I don't know. I don't even know what else it does. <laughs> We're living. Do we are living in the future right now. It's 2031. The thing that was buried in all of this is if y'all don't have my Dan Seals Pandora radio station, <laughs> you are not living your best life because I'm telling you something. It is so good. It is straight fire. I And I have... Let me, let me defend myself a little bit here because I have been painted as a Garth Brooks hater in my life. It has Garth Brooks in it, it has George Strait in it, but it's like the old good stuff, not the right. not the later stuff. It's like right. it is vintage. It goes back and gets Waylon, it gets Willie. I mean, it's it's oh, man, it's perfect. It'll fire you up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> All right, Nate, you're up. What do you got next? So my next thing is since I'm an up and coming upland game hunter with my dog and things. I want a Filson wax canvas uh, upland vest. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's like the really nice waxed cotton or whatever it is. And like the Filson, you know, Filson's like synonymous with quality, right? It's very good, high quality stuff. And they have an upland game vest that's really nice and um, has like the. Um, <clears throat> wax uh, shell pockets and then a really nice big open kind of mesh game bag and it's not it's not like you know you used to have those dove vests that were like skin tight almost and you couldn't o- open the game bag this one's kind of like got a little um, a little poof to it so mm-hmm. it's nice and easy to and um, so that's uh, that's on my list as well all right that trigger go ahead I have I have questions as someone who doesn't hunt upland game Right. Why is it? Why is there like what functionality is exists in an upland game vest that doesn't exist in a in a different vest? Uh, good question. So, <clears throat> some all vests like bird hunting vests are can technically be upland vests, but there are some like the Filson that has some certain features and things, especially if you're like running a dog. So mm-hmm. it has like a water bottle holder, and it has like. Um, a couple of different pockets for like maybe your e-collar remote or um, like a whistle or like a leash or you know something else and then it has the shell pockets as well because you need those to carry your 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 bullets and then um, and then you want that nice wide pouch because if you've ever tried to put a game bird in the pouch of a game vest it's very difficult sometimes. So there's a tight. pouch sometimes for the birds. Yeah, there's yeah, a pouch on the back. You put all your the birds back. in the back. Oh, that's yep. cool. And so you carry your birds in the back, and then you can use that. Like if you're training, you can put some bumpers back there or mm-hmm. um, whatever. You know, so you can just. It's, so it's it's a very functional and the the wax canvas is like waterproof and like super like lasts for years type of deal and um, like twenty years. Like, yeah, like, like not like, like five, like pass 20. it down to your kid. Yeah. Like gotcha. pass it down to your kid. It's a legacy stuff. piece. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so that's the one I've, I've did a lot of research on some other ones and there are some more like technical ones out there 
that have like a little bit more features and more pockets and some specialized stuff. But I feel like that's just a little too much. I just feel like, you know, if there's a pocket for everything, then, then they, I can't just like throw something in a pocket. Mm-hmm. Like I have to put it in its spot and I'm not a big fan of that. I'd rather have some multifunctional pockets that I can just put whatever in, but have a few of them, you know? So a couple of things. Anyway, that was a good explanation. A couple of things. Go for it. One, did you just picture, have you ever seen like on the Facebook or TikTok videos, like the girl when she's got a dress with pockets <laughs> and she's like so excited and she puts her hands in her pockets. Did you picture Nate doing that in his new yeah. person vest, like coming like, out in front of Catherine and be like, it has pockets yes. spinning around. <laughs> Pirouetting. I can see that happening. Yeah. Um, second yep. thing is if you're going with a Filson vest, I, I have saved in my Amazon and I have no reason to ever buy this or not in my Amazon, but in my like tabs that are open on my iPhone, I have a Filson hat. That's like a vintage Filson waxed canvas hat. Yeah. And part of the thing that I love is like the retroish look of their stuff. Right. Like it looks as though you just got back from world war two. And now that you're, you're, you're going home to help take care of mother and the farm. And you're going to hunt grouse over your setters in the fall before right. you bring in the, the wheat or whatever. Yes. And I think that's cool. And I'm going to throw this out there, throwing this out there. Okay. From now until January 31st, from now until January 31st, if you want to take a vintage hunting photo and submit it at cast and blast Florida, the group on Facebook, on Facebook, the first 10 of those we get, I will send a shirt. Boom. What is a vintage hunting photo? So like, like plaid, like plaid back with like blaze orange, like floppy eared, like hat type of deal. Um, like a mountain man type hat. Do they have to take that it? Goes with your ears now? Yeah, like you can't go submit some old one. Okay. Make sure you're, you're gonna dress dress yeah. up well, as a submit? vintage hunter. Okay, thank you. So we're dress submitting a, a new hunter. photo. Yeah. With yes. you pretending to be a vintage hunter. Yes. Because yes. when you say they yeah. can submit a vintage hunting photo, oh, gotcha. That yeah, sounds no. different than no. what you meant. No, and we're doing no, no, this no. on the honor system, and I'm gonna tell you straight up, Nate is the judge as to whether oh. it qualifies or not. Boom. Okay. All right. So wait, are the first top ten getting getting a shirt, or is yeah. Nate judging them and then they're getting a shirt? He's going to make sure that the top ten qualify. He's oh, gonna like, I've got they have to qualify. Yeah, he's going to make sure that someone's stresses not. Stresses me out when you do these contests and there's no rules. I need rules. <laughs> well, <did laughs> there you, are certain requirements that are in my head that see, I'm not going to exp- that I'm that nobody knows about that have to be met for it to. But you wow. just have to submit it. It's more fun that way. Yeah. I agree. You're like every business partner I've ever worked with on an IT project. (laughs) (laughs) And let me say this. Given the participation in our charcuterie meat house chalet first annual inaugural contest, I feel zero risk at putting the cap at 10 t-shirts because I saw a lot of excuses about that. Those dang charcuterie chalets. A lot of trash talking. A lot of trash talking. Okay. Here's the next thing that I want for Christmas that I don't know what it is. Okay. Waiter socks. Since we've Mm. been doing this podcast, I have one of my kids got me wet socks, W E T S O X, which are neoprene waiter socks. Those suck times like 19 (laughs) at the recommendation of some podcast listeners. I bought darn toughs, which I actually really like, except they've got like three holes in them already. I've worn them like 20 times. And supposedly the warranty them, but I don't want, I need them just to Who work. Who wants to right? warranty a sock? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, 
so then on my own, I went off earlier this year and ordered some what are, uh, Bombas, some Bombas knee-high socks that they, they're cotton, but they have no toe seam. So I was like, oh, that'll be nice. It won't irritate you. And they come up over your calf. And I wore them in the early season with no problems. But this time when I'm wearing them, they're slipping down on my calves. And then you get that chafing right at the top of your boot. Yes. Yep. So hate that. What I'm asking for is, will someone please tell me what waiter socks are going to work for me? This is what I want for Christmas. Waiter socks that work. The end. Also, you have to know this about Travis. Um, much like everything in his life, he needs a giant version of it. Because like his calves are not normal sized calves they're giant man calves so to have a sock that go over them they baby there's be... kids listening you can ease up on how good my calves are <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> i'm just i'm just trying to help people solve the problem okay he's also the hardest person on gear i think i know mm-hmm. like if it will break travis will figure out how to break it yeah no totally that's a hundred percent true if Part i use something is duck brain though because you'll come home and be like i need to get out of these socks i'm just going to cut them off hey <laughs> why do these have a hole in them like that's not untrue I'll, i will wear that but i will say nate's right like if it if i use it there's a good chance it's gonna withstand whatever you're gonna put it through it shouldn't be murphy's law it should be travis's law <laughs> <laughs> all right em what do you got Okay, my next recommendation is, so this is not what I want. I'm just making recommendations. I really sucked at this episode. You, you failed, right, but that's okay. We love you. So this is another gift. So based, none of my gifts are over $30, just Whoa. FYI. Um, this one is such a cool gift. I've given it to two people in my life this year. It's a, it's a wooden puzzle, but you use it with a wine bottle. So you buy this wooden puzzle on Amazon you put a wine bottle in it and you follow the directions to kind of like make the puzzle and then you gift it to somebody and they have to solve the puzzle to get the wine bottle out, which I love it. It's so charming and it's like oh, that's interesting. something you can yeah. do with your family at home to get to the wine. And, um, it's just, it's only 25 bucks. It's not expensive. So. 25 bucks, get a high dollar bottle of wine. That's probably what, like six or $7 at our house. Sure. So you're at 32 <laughs> bucks right. out the door. Um, yeah. But it is, it is a neat gift. She has given a couple of them. I thought you were going to tie all these to the outdoors somehow. Are you going to tie that to the outdoors? Well, it's made of wood. Okay, there you go. I was wondering what you, you should You should buy that for someone, put it together, and put like a Boone's Farm in the middle of it. <laughs> wow. Well, so it's like they can see surprise. the wine. Like they can see what the wine oh, is. Oh, okay. Well, it's, that's no fun. It's just kind of you have to get to it. So. All right, Nate, you're up. All right, so since I have a new hunting dog um, – some there are some hunting dog items on my list this year um one of them being an e-collar so i want the e-collar because that's what everybody suggests in the hunting dog world you got to use an e-collar and you got to use it the correct way you can't just like fry your dog right and like all of a sudden it works there's like there's steps and you know layers and you got to introduce so i want an e-collar but they're kind of expensive you know they're 200 plus dollars most of them some of them are up if you want a gps one like six seven hundred dollars um so i've i've got on my list the i think it's a dt systems collar it's like 200 bucks just kind of a baseline starting i might eventually move up to like a gps type collar um at some point but i want to start simple easy three buttons like vibrate continuous and nick that's like and maybe like 
15 stimulation levels, whatever, you know, so you can like really, you know, get your dog, get right where your dog needs to be. So that's on my list because of, uh, because I have Huck now. And so, you know, in the near, in the next few months, I'll probably start introducing that a little bit, um, as like a training tool. So, um, so that's on my list. And that's not, it sounds super expensive when you even get into five, $600, but we talk about a dog that's part of your family. We did the draft right. with Scott Heath a while back. Like theoretically your dog should live 10 to 15 years right. and that, that collar should be in use for a huge chunk of their life. Correct. And you're probably going to get it all out of that collar. So it's not really that much money when you look at it pragmatically. It just right. is a big yeah, cost yeah. up front. Exactly. Yeah. But I wanted something simple at first to get started so that I learn how to use it as well as the dog learns about it. And then we maybe we can move on to something a little nicer, a little more expensive, maybe with GPS or whatever. Um, but yeah, so, but I agree that, you know, two, two to five, six hundred dollars is, is nothing in the grand scheme of owning a dog. And, um, and yeah. so, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that too. Yeah, we we've always run e two hundred dollars is nothing in the grand scheme of owning a Brittany. That's that's, that's a, what we call a Saturday morning. That's a morning. month's worth of vet visits because <laughs> they ate something. All right, okay. I'll, oh, I go next. Here's what I want, okay? And don't at me with Renella's new cookbook or whatever. Like that's not a slam on him. I'm just gonna I'm putting this out there. I want something great to read. So, so I want something that when I read it, I'm like, holy crap, I need to read this again. I want Gene Hill. I want, I want Robert Rourke. These guys aren't on the same level. The first time I read Moneyball, I was like, holy crap, this is good. I need to read it again. Uh, I used to love the guy that wrote the last page of Sports Illustrated, uh, Rick Riley. First time I read his book, The Life of Riley, I was like, holy crap, that was good. I need to read it again. I want something great to read. So I am open to suggestions. I am open to any and all feedback. Like, let's have it. But um, that's what I want for Christmas. Something great to read. You got anything that is like great, Nate, that's off the top of your head? Um, Put it on the, the top of my head. Okay. Well, if you think of it, text dog me. Training. I got some dog nah. training books I can <laughs> recommend. I know you're not interested in that. So. Nah. But no, I want something great. I want, I want death in the long grass. I want to yeah. read that for the first time again. So I want, I want something like that. Yeah. I want something fresh and like, oh, yeah. Mm. Can I tell you something yeah. that I don't know if you've considered or not, but you're a writer. Mm -hmm. You might be the next guy to write. Baby, the that's thing like crazy that. talk. Crazy talk. Boom. I'm just saying. Get it started. Let's go. What is your, how many more? Do you have any more? That was my last one. I have one more. I know M's got one more. Do you have any more? No, I, I don't really have any more. Okay, so. good. All right, we're going to let him go, and then we'll... So my last one, I'll tell you, this has been... Uh, I don't know. It's something that kind of changed me and my, my stepson's relationship this year. I bought a $6 Rubik's Cube on Amazon, <laughs> and I sat in front of a YouTube video for 30 minutes on a Saturday and taught myself how to solve a Rubik's Cube. And I showed Will, Will of the Two Minute Will. You guys have Formerly heard of the Two Minute Will fame. Yeah, he and he was like, I was like, do you want me to teach you how to do this? He's like, no, I don't care. Well, the next day I come out and he has solved the Rubik's Cube. And he, because he, he wanted Kid's smart, he wanted to figure smart. it out on his own. And so ne for a long time, we were having Rubik's cube, uh, speed tests. I got him his own obviously, so we could do it together. 
Um, anyway, it just is such a cool thing. And like, I don't know about you guys, but if your kids are kind of burnt out on screams this year, it's just something fun they can do with their hands. And then they look really awesome if they do it in front of their friends or like they go pick up a Rubik's cube and cracker barrel and solve it. <laughs> so, um, anyway, that might be a fun stocking stuffer. They're really, really cheap on Amazon. Like I said, like six bucks. Will, Will got so into it. That's what he asked for for his birthday. Yeah, we got him a speed cube, like a really nice speed. It was like cube. Oh, like one you can just like flick. It was yeah. like thirty bucks, and you could change the magnets yeah. out in it, so you could like do it faster. Super nerdy, but it's really cool. And I don't know. And then I think we also for his birthday got him a set of like five other cube. Well, they weren't cubes. One was like a pyramid, and one was like a had like twelve sides or something. Decahedron. Or yeah, something. like I don't know. So they were all Rubik's quote unquote cubes that you solved and he still to this day like he'll he'll come out to watch a tv show and just play with that and it's like it's a unique mental stimulation like there's this weird balance as parents in today's right time of i remember when will was into minecraft is minecraft good for him or not Mm -hmm. well it's kind of like playing legos but he's doing it on a screen so is the screen good or so it's just a different stimulation from a different angle but M even talked about, how, how did you word it? Like, it's a win that you can get? Yeah, my friend at work actually taught me about it. But she said, you know, when you're trying to solve a problem or you're just having a bad day, you can solve the Rubik's Cube really quick and you get a little hit of, uh, like, dopamine. Um, right. And it just helps your brain, like, get that win and you feel a little bit better. So You were tying all of yours to the outdoors. How did you tie the Rubik's Cube to the outdoors? I didn't. That one, I didn't. Well, was- I, except for I got it on Amazon, which is a rainforest. Wow. Oh, I saved it. <laughs> All right. I feel like that was a pretty concise list that is not very helpful really to anyone except Nate's. Um, ah. No, yours is super helpful. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, but really, I'm looking for some recommendations. So I'm, I'm hoping some people will get back to me on some things. Nate, is there anything else you need to add, talk about? Like, do you need to make a speech on the state of the Henderson household or uh, Special K, how she's doing, how married life is? Do do we need to examine if she's the one? Like, is there anything we need to dive into right now? (laughs) Um, Everything's great. Uh, And all we're trying to do around here is stay woke. Stay woke.